Hello, this is Kay, or rather Sundays with Kay, and I'm another candle in the light of the universe. Today we're going to talk about why when we try to improve ourselves or others, it doesn't come to a good end. It never, ever works. And the reason is that we're coming from a wrong standpoint. We're coming from the standpoint that there's something wrong with us. That's why we have to straighten ourselves out. And there's nothing wrong with us. We're beautiful, whole, perfect creations of God. Every single one of us. And it's that lost identity. It's where... Your mother, who loved you beyond belief, was trying to toughen you up for the world. So she said, "Uh, you better straighten that out. You know, that's not going to work. This isn't going to work. And if we would look totally is what's right, what's right, what's right, it becomes so strong that the other stuff doesn't even have to be dealt with. It just dissolves. So how can that happen? But it does. That's a good point because um, I remember for my exam for um, massage that they Mm -hmm. had a term you had to learn. It was something about like playing double roles where essentially um, you're trying to or you have an identity in helping or fixing others. Mm -hmm. And um, they want you to be aware that while you can help to heal that person, that person's healing is really in their hands. Absolutely. And Absolutely. because there's only so much that you can do, you can meet them halfway, you can give them some guidance, but you can't see yourself as the one who fixes others. But there's part of that that's missing, is that we do see them as flawed. And where mm-hmm. does that come from? That isn't even our thought. That's what you call the world mind. Uh, it's been called the mortal mind. It's been called the erroneous mind. And it's been for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Now, oddly enough, somebody over in China might have been very, very upset with themselves, thinking that they should be more. That, that, that thought does not leave the world consciousness. And we are perfectly innocent of it, and it attacks us. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what wonderful Edward Tolley's teachings are about the pain body. Mm-hmm. It's right there saying... Uh, hey, I need I need need a little more food here. I'm starting to fade out, so I'll pick on you, and you need to straighten yourself out. You know, you know that little belly you got there. You know, yeah. And then when you do, and when your happiness is going to be somewhere else, and when you do, then your life is going to be better. No, it's not. Travis, both you and I know some very large people with quite a belly uh, Mm -hmm. that you can hardly wait to get in their company because they have accepted the belly part and and find great fun. There are those who fake it, but the one who really has accepted that belly part just says, this is nothing but a form. It's not who I am. And a lot Who of time, I am is a spirit, and it mm-hmm. can take many, 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 many forms. Go ahead. And a lot of time we project our own problems into other people, or we assume Absolutely. that they're going through the thing that we are, or mm-hmm. um, we're trying to fix our problems through them. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of um, misguidance that can that can happen in that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Is this something that? 
that you've had, uh, you've had some difficulty in in uh, being able to master or? Oh, yes. I'm going to tell you a fun one. This morning when I got up, I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I went into the silence. That's where all your information is, when you're totally silent. Mm -hmm. And I went into the silence, but first I said, I know that the information is already there. You're not going to give me something. Uh, It is up to me to awaken to it. God never gives you anything. He doesn't give you healing. He doesn't give you money. He doesn't give you help. The reason he doesn't is he already created everything. His job's done. Mm. Now it's up to you to acclaim it. There's a there's an expression I heard one time. It said, claim your good. Claim mm. your good. Know that it's there. So anyhow, I said, Okay, now, uh, before this, before I have this conversation, I need, I need to get a little bit more clear on what I'm talking about. Well, I'll tell you. I did. I'm a beauty operator. I had a customer come in. And I've been doing this customer for quite some time. And I also reached out to help her with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend has just had a heart operation. Well, she sat down and there was this thing to worry about and that thing to worry about and this thing to worry about. And I kept saying, honey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, there isn't. There's only one truth and the rest of it is all a mirage. But we have been told for such a long time that there's two powers. One's good and one's evil. Actually, no. There's only one. And it produces good all the time, all the time. And that has already been given to us. And then we come along with what's called human thinking. And what's in our consciousness, and we and we and we we are tuned into human consciousness, not divine consciousness, but human consciousness. And there are just so many troubles in human consciousness. Your daddy used to say to me, "Honey, you're making a problem. You're making a problem." And I say, "I'm not making a problem. I didn't create this." And I would try to explain to him in detail how this situation was a problem. And I get all through and very frustrated because he didn't answer me. And then I looked at him and said, well, can't you see it? There's a problem. He'd say, no, you're making a problem. Mm -hmm. And again, we go round and round and didn't understand what he was saying. At that moment, he was seeing the absolute truth. There never is a problem. But what we think will show up in our universe. And then we think we are separate from God and his creation. Because if he only created good, and we're seeing something pretty horrible right in front of us, uh, excuse me, you're going to tell me it's not there? Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say that. Actually, it's not. <laughs> that's, a hard thing, that's a hard thing to tell people. How did she respond to that? Oh, listen, very angrily. Yeah, that's very angrily. The pain body got activated. Oh, oh my, my, yes. And she now, had. If, let me let me just define. Go ahead. Because we keep Go saying ahead. pain body, pain body. Okay. Yeah. Do, Everybody do define Everybody might that. not know what that means. That's true. But it's uh, essentially, you, people think uh, that your thoughts and your emotions are separate, uh, two different things, and while they're sort of experienced differently, the uh, emotions are your body's response to your thoughts. So when you have a buildup of those thoughts, those negative thoughts, uh, maybe you've gotten them from friends or family or wherever you've gotten them in your past and relationships, and uh, it's sort of just a stored pain in your body that becomes its own entity. And when it is reminded or triggered by things that um, have caused it trauma, then it will automatically react a lot of times, as you were saying, in, in 
just anger or so go ahead yeah and uh so what i did i played right into the pain body i caused her more pain Mm -hmm. i had to prove her wrong even though i knew what she was looking at was wrong no no when i tried to prove her wrong then we had two people with trying to prove about the other one was wrong. Instead, drop that. Drop that altogether and go into uh, the God consciousness and start thinking about that and say, in your own mind, there's nobody here but God. She's God. I'm God. Who is God? The one who has created all beauty. And if we feel any discord at all, me needing to straighten her up, her needing to straighten me up, all in good intention, yes. Uh, we need to do what Jesus said. Get the log out of your eye, which meant, which means get the log that there's a problem at all. No matter how it came about. She became a problem to me because I just needed to straighten her out and let her see that this boyfriend who uh, had a heart problem and everything, that uh, she needed to ask a thousand and one questions and everything. And I said, no, 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 no. That's, that's not so, sweetheart. That is not so. All the answers in the world are still talking about him having a heart problem, which he doesn't have in reality. Right, but then she has um, an identity, and I have a husband with a heart problem. Exactly. And that's what she gets a lot of the um, energy that uh, she's looking for from people is when she tells them that story, and she gets the same reactions. But you broke the the pattern of what she was expecting. Exactly. You know, that upset her, and she felt like she was losing control. Very much. And mm-hmm. she felt very alone, very, very alone. Right. And uh, that's just what we do. We we think that we have found something that God doesn't know about. Well, in actuality, he doesn't because he never looks at things like that. That's us. We made it up. We look at it. We almost worship it because we don't want it to go away because it makes us feel important. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people out there would like to just run and just slap us right now? What do you mean? Well, I mean that I also fall for it. Did I not just get through falling for it with that lady? She was a problem, and I needed to straighten her up. Straighten Mm -hmm. her up so she wouldn't hurt anymore. And in actuality, the truth of everything, God's peace was right inside of her all along. And not peace in case her husband didn't have heart problems. Peace, period. And when you go into that peace, God is peace. And just be quiet a little bit. God is peace. And then the peace comes over you and you see the whole situation Differently, absolutely differently. And then people come up in your life that are going to help you out with that situation, uh, finding out that we're living in a false universe, one that is just full of crime and, oh, my God, you name it. There are many problems, but actually there's only one problem, the problem of thinking that we are separate from God. Right. Some might say uh, loss of being, which we talked about last week, is is just fe- like essentially the same thing of feeling, not feeling one with yourself, with mm-hmm. with you know, mm-hmm. and you being connected with everything because, as you said, we're all one. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that you're separate, there is that fear, and and it's I have terrifying. to be better than. I have to be, you know, I'm either less than mm-hmm. or I'm better than, mm-hmm. which is a pattern a lot of people get into. Since Absolutely. you brought up the. Um, the Eckhart Tolle pain body, another good story that he had about how to help others when, you know, you want to share some of this information and, and they may be especially guarded and defensive. The best mm-hmm. thing you can do is just to remain present yourself 
Right. And he had a really he had a really good story about how there was a lady who came to him panicked and and upset and and I think she had a bunch of papers that she started to lay out in front of him because she was involved in maybe like court case or some major thing yeah and she laid it all down in front of him and she says now what do you think of that isn't that terrible and and his response wasn't what she had been conditioned to be used to and he he sat there in in perfect peace and and just being present you know Mm -hmm. while you know not getting caught up in her story that she was telling herself Mm -hmm. and in seeing when, when you're really there when you are you know entirely present and and you're listening and you're not um, either just trying to fix it or meeting them at their level of of panic. Uh, A lot of times, you know, not every time, of course, but you Mm -hmm. will, people will receive that and respond to that and understand that there there actually Mm -hmm. is no problem. You know, Mm -hmm. they've, they've just sold themselves on, on that problem that they think they need Mm -hmm. unconsciously. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they feel that separation, they have to justify it. They they have to have an identity that uh, confirms why they're in that state, almost. Mm-hmm. You know. And one of our things is we need so much to learn that we are all connected. That when we pray, now when people pray, they don't know what prayer is. I didn't. I thought prayer was asking for something. No. You don't do that because, like I said, God has already given you an absolute perfect universe that nothing is wrong in it. So you affirm this and you affirm that. And then you always have to wait. And when you do that, do it a little differently each time because it'll just, it, it won't work after a while if you use the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. That would be like eating the same thing for breakfast forever and ever and ever. You know, it it, it won't digest it. It won't take it. You have to have it fresh and new. And you have to do what the Bible says, die to the old man. That means die to the old self. That self that believed all those things. When you wake up in the morning, you go, I am not the old self who thought I was separate from God. Who is this I? Mm -hmm. Who is this I? I is God. And here is something that is very, very, very different than what we're used to hearing. We are God acting as us. Now, people say, oh, you're God, you're God. Oh, I'm God. Uh, I, oh my, it isn't like that. You, I am God acting as K, not K acting as God. So if I am God acting as K, can I pretty well relax into that? I mean, the most powerful, in fact, the only real power in the whole universe is running my life. Mm-hmm. I am. And the I is God. The I is God. And if you just stop a moment, just just a moment. But I tell you, I got very caught up because I wanted her to, I, I wanted her to understand and go home feeling at peace. Right. Well, that it became my accomplishment then. Mm-hmm. And so I separated myself from being one with God. Right. It was Kay is going to fix this. And then I saw her as a flawed personality. If I had saw her in her realness, that she is one with God, so all this information that I could possibly hand to her, she already knows. She just has to be reminded of it, but only if she asks. So finally I said to her, would you, would you kind of like to know something that would bring you to a little more peace about this situation? And she looked at me. She was already mad at me. And she was like, yeah, like you're going to be so smart to tell you. 
and I and I said, uh, don't listen to anything that I particularly said. Just go home and get very very quiet and say, I want to hear the voice of God inside me, my own guidance, my own voice that knows everything. And then just go into the peace. And honey, sometimes you can't hold it. So I said, go do something. Go wash dishes. Go do something. Do it again. Do it again. And I promise you that by tonight, if you will apply that, you will find peace. You will find peace. And then the answers and what to do and everything, they were revealed to you in that silence. But you weren't attuned to hear it yet, but still your consciousness, everything is your consciousness. Your consciousness showed you. And then a, it could be a magazine article. It could be a pop song. It could be a little kid going down the street with a, with a, hop, you know, a hopscotch thing. But mm-hmm. it'll come. It'll come. As long as you don't say, okay, i got to have it in so much time. Uh, want to talk a little bit about how time involves in this stuff? Yeah. Would you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, because what I'm, what I'm really trying to get to is um, a lot of people might not understand when you say, uh, you know, everything is perfect or there is no problem. Because to them, when you know, what are you what are you talking about? There's no problem. You know, there's there's kids starving in the street. There's there's homeless without homes. There's people without with mental illness on the street that can't get help. Mm-hmm. Their their kid got in a car accident. Uh, what do you mean? So what do you mean there is no problem? If you want to elaborate, okay. Why why these aren't really problems? Okay, that's omen only human consciousness. And if you'll remember that life is on earth, the Wizard of Oz told you, just a big screen. And at the end when they found Oz, who was God, uh, who was their self, it was a little bitty man putting these shadows up on a big screen. So with human consciousness, it's going to create all kinds of problems. But they are just mirages, they're not really there. So that's why you have to go into the stillness because divine consciousness will show you something different, something very, very different. And because you saw it, a thousand others see it. And you may never even meet those people, but a thousand others saw it. And if we each one continue to do that, and have our divine consciousness showing us what is instead of our human consciousness showing us what is, then reality is going to come up again. You know, there are so many uh, people that go, oh, the end of the world is coming, the end of the world is coming. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When I was around 15 years old, I actually used to lay in bed and I used to say, world, 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 world. What does that word world mean? I know it doesn't mean the globe. World, the end of the world is coming. Hmm. And everybody seemed to be so afraid of it. And, you know, put a little spook in me, too. So Mm -hmm. I kept trying to figure out what does this word world mean. Well, honey, it, I did not get that answer anytime soon, but it never left me. And I was about, oh, I think about 40, when I happened to be looking at an article, and I can't even remember where the article was from or anything, and it, it said, what is the meaning of world? And I went, Wow. But see, I didn't used to stop and meditate and go into the silence. I would have found it much sooner had I done that. World means consciousness. The end of this type of consciousness is dog eat dog. I have to one-up you, 
You are a threat to me. I am a threat to you. It's coming to an end. And then here comes Judgment Day. What's that all about? There's coming a day when we don't judge each other. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty different way of looking at it. And I, I agree is a deeper understanding of it. And most people think that uh, they're being judged, not that judgment might just end, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the key mm-hmm. thing. Now, uh the other thing is really when you're talking about consciousness, you brought up the element of time. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to understand how time fits into it because um, a lot of people don't understand when they're thinking about their problem, it usually involves something in the future That's or right. some guilt of something that um, they didn't apply from their past mm-hmm. that they thought they had learned or some thing that caused them to react a certain way because of something in their past. Um, so when you're saying there's no problem, the only, I think the only way to really be aware of that is to be, as you put it, conscious mm-hmm. where you're present of the moment because you realize in that moment there is no problem. And so if you see all of your life like that, how the thing is how can you ever not be in a moment? How, you know... At all times, things that happened in your past, when did it happen? It happened now. Things that will happen in your future, when will it happen? It, when it ha- will happen, it will be now. Just mm-hmm. as now is always. Mm-hmm. There's always the now. And, and so people, even though things come to fruition in the future, or um, yes, you understand certain things of your personality from your past, um, you have to always center yourself in the moment in order to have the power to see that there isn't a problem. So people really have to take into account being in the moment and being in the now in order to even be able to see things the way that you're you're telling them about human consciousness because human consciousness is the monkey mind. Mm-hmm. If you want to explain the monkey mind a little bit. Well, the monkey mind just it it uh, it's all over the place. There's it has it's not controlled at all. You say I'm not going to think about that. Oh, really? You're not going to think about that? That thing you're thinking about? You're not going to think about that? And it jumps all over the place, out of control. And you need to control the monkey mind. And how do you do that? And I love again. I'm going to bring up Edgar Tolle. He has the best exercise. The only one that has ever worked for me. Mm-hmm. And you speak to this human mind that is just, uh, it, it's erroneous. It isn't there. It's a mistake. But you speak to it. You don't say it's not there. Well, in your consciousness, it is. So you speak to it and you say, give me another thought. And the minute you say, give me another thought, it's caught. Mm-hmm. And it can't come up with one. So it will, and then the longer you go in between thoughts, because that's where the wisdom is. Where did I say the wisdom was in the beginning? In the silence. All thoughts come from the past or the future. All thoughts that you have are something that you or someone else experienced. And you think you just now thought of it. Nope, nope, nope. No, no, like I said, back in China in the 1800s and 1400s or something, somebody thought that thought. Mm-hmm. I just picked China because it seems a long way from uh, a long way from here. Yes. And when you're try- when I was talking about uh, you don't help anybody by trying to trying to straighten them out or yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to take that out of your consciousness. You have to clear your consciousness that there's a problem there in front right. of you. Because if you don't, if you also see that there is a problem that needs to be fixed, uh-huh. that's the problem. That's the new problem. That's the problem. That's the yeah. problem. That's where the energy is, and that's and you start fighting it. And in the Bible and in all the holy books, it tells you 
resist not evil. Now, that one I had a hard time with. What do you mean resist not evil? You mean somebody can rape a, a little child in front of you and you're not to resist? What in the heck are you talking about? It's saying, don't get in a fight with that. Immediately switch to there is only God's presence happening here. Get that thing that you're looking at in front of you out of your mind. There is only God's presence happening here. Only God's will is happening here, and then you'll start acting it out. But as long as you believe that you have, you have this thing in front of you that you have to fight, you're giving it energy to be. Mm-hmm. So, you ha- so the minute, like for instance, say that you had someone who was insane, all right? Mm-hmm. You have to take that out of your mind. And you have to say, no. There is no such real thing as insanity. There is a human thing, but only what God created is real. And he never created insanity, so there isn't insanity. And you begin looking at that person as the perfect form that they really are because they really are. There is a spirit in them that can never, ever, ever, ever be changed. That's what God created, a mirror of himself. And then it took form, the material. And we believe the material mind, we, what, what, what has materialized. But the more that we look at that, but we don't just stop there. We don't put our energy on that person. You say in the universe. In the whole universe, there is no insanity. And then you go into the stillness. Then you go into that stillness. And that that you just brought up out of the center of your being, you spread to the center of everyone else's being. Another important thing to be aware in uh, consciousness is because a lot of people, they, they throw that term around, so they say consciousness. And I've realized, too, talking to other people about it, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll say, I, I'll say that word, and to me, it you, we have to understand not everyone sees the word the same way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's just a few awareness ways that we can... Awareness could be another word, Yeah, awareness. awareness. And, so, uh-huh. and so when you are aware, uh, you're basically shining a light on the problem. So I always thought that was uh, important, like the way that um, people have come to describe light and dark. And I don't know if everyone really understands what that concept is. So I think when you're talking about something that's light, you're talking about shining a light on something with your awareness. And when you're talking about something is dark, it's basically because it doesn't have any consciousness, any awareness in it. It's an unconscious... Uh, reactive behavior mm-hmm. and so when we're talking about light and dark forces I think essentially that's what that means and so when you're putting consciousness on something uh, as we said not agreeing that there's a problem and when now you can't like I said you can't hope that everyone will uh, respond to it because a lot of people are so caught up in their illusion and they're having so much fun mm-hmm. with it unconsciously they don't want to hear it, no matter how much light you. Oh, shine. absolutely! Because all you can do it becomes is shine, their identity. Mm-hmm. All you can do is shine that light, mm-hmm. and the right people who are ready for it, mm-hmm. they will see that there is no right. problem. And and a lot of people, unfortunately, to get to that point, have to go through so much pain. Oh my yes. To oh, where my, they're yes. on their last straw, and mm-hmm. they they need something, and they're willing to try something new. So. Uh, all, and even things that you may do now uh, that people resist when they're with you in that moment may plant a seed for something in the future. So you have to keep that in mind is that once a light has been shined on something, it's either mm-hmm. up to that person to then shut their eyes again mm-hmm. or or to keep their eyes open. And uh, if we want to take it all the way to the point of the afterlife, mm-hmm. I've even heard that Basically, that's what happens when when you die. Is that that light that everyone is talking about? You either want to join it and become one with it, or you shun your eyes and you want 
you know, it's too much. You don't want to, you're not ready for that oneness. That so, is beautiful what you just and said. And then so you become reincarnated so to, to learn that oneness again. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful what you just said. On this is sometimes people blind people by too much light. Too much light. And they don't realize they don't realize that, 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 that you can't shine a bright light into somebody's eyes the minute they come into a dark room. They can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, but mm-hmm. what you have to always clear out is your own consciousness. Now, here's a strange one. You don't help people, uh, and you do not try to realize the Christ in them. You don't do that. You realize the Christ as the only being. Now, I'm not talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the Christ that Jesus was aware of, his beingness. Nothing else is real. And when you will become quiet Mm -hmm. and realize that within yourself until you feel a warmth of love within your own being, then many of those who are will silently will be blessed. Some people mm-hmm. will actually be healed, and you won't know anything about it. Right. And uh, when you go past a beggar on the street, you mm-hmm. can't give every beggar a dollar or anything. I had a lady come, a lady say to me one time many years ago, "Kay, honey, you don't understand, sweetheart. You give, give, give until you impoverish yourself." And if you were to, to win a lotto and you got a million bucks, you'd probably give a million people a dollar. That w- wouldn't help at all. That wouldn't help at all. But instead, if you would use that million dollars to bring such a peace atmosphere within you, people who are looking for peace will come to you. Mm-hmm. Animals will come to you. You don't have to go out and look for a cause. It will come to you. Now, I had just come out of a, a meditation the other day, and, and I walk quite a ways to my car now. Everybody says, oh, isn't that a problem? I love that. I love that walk in the morning. And so I go to was going to my car, and uh, I didn't go into meditation to receive anything except my receiving was, I'm doing this many times a day now, saying, I want to communicate with my higher self. I don't even understand truly what higher self is. I think I do. I'm not sure that I do. But I want to communicate with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm right now sending it love and Put this somewhere. Love comes to love. Now, if I had sat silently and let that lady just carry on and carry on in her way and just loved her, mm-hmm. not tried to be smarter than her, not tried to, to recognize her as, as the child of God or anything, just love her. That's what I had to give. And always come into a place with something to give. We're going to go back to the beggar on the street. Mm-hmm. As you walk past him, send him love. If you have a few extra dollars, fine. But if you don't, send him love. And even in your mind, circle it with that. Circle it to him with that. And if love looks like light to you, then do that. Have it just sparkling all over. And feel that little warmth in yourself. That is a gift. The other well, day good... when I was walking to the when I was walking to my car, I'm mm-hmm. walking to my car. I had just come out of that type of meditation of being very quiet and just saying I want to communicate with my higher self. Mm-hmm. And I let it go. I never you know, I, I'm sorry, I never heard a voice, I never anything, but I did get a soft feeling inside myself, a sweet I don't always, but I get this time. And I was walking to my car, and the next thing you know, just in front of me was 
a mother possible. And at first I thought she had some gross on her. I thought, ooh. And then I realized those weren't gross. Those were babies that were holding on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Big surprise to me. She was not afraid of me. She was walking, oh, about maybe nine feet in front of me. But she slowed down and she slowed down till, she, till I caught up with her. And then she walked side by side with me. Like we were a couple buds, you know. Mm-hmm. And... uh so I I just said, oh, this love communicating with love. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, don't think about it anymore. Just feel it. Stop the thought. Just feel it. Like you said, be present. And then she walked along with me for a little while, maybe about 16 feet, something like that. And then the tree that she was headed for, she turned, and she stopped one half of a second and looked at me like, Bye, this is, you know, like on a bus, this is where I get off. And I carried that love with me Uh till noon. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And I have, in my situation where I'm living right now, I have a lot of things to look at that that I I don't understand. I think they're destructive. I don't know that they are. I think that they are. And then I say, you know what? Things to do is get all this horrible, it's all a tragedy consciousness out of your mind and realize that in actuality, before we paint over the beautiful painting that's there, something marvelous is happening. We just can't see it. We can't see it with our human. Our human self is not understanding that. But the people who are are healers, they're able to go in to uh, their divine self, and they don't in any way think about you. They they do not even know your name. And when you go to somebody who is a true true healer, now I'm mm-hmm. going to say Christian Science is one one to find them. The Infinite Way that's one to find them, and. Uh, and what will happen is they just start going into and say something like, God constitutes the mind of life, the soul of life, the beauty of life. And in the families whose consciousness are touching my consciousness. And I see, that's what happened with Jesus. There were people who touched his consciousness. Not everybody that he walked by got a healing because they weren't in his consciousness. They were, they, they were not aware of this divineness that was passing them. They were too, too, their minds were too much on uh, business and, and, and something somebody said to them and all that. They didn't have a clear consciousness. So here, perfection was walking past them and they didn't even, they didn't even see it. There was no room for the Christ in the end, which means your mind. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't get the blessing. And so these, these healers, they'll, they'll, they'll say the soul of those people who have come to my consciousness, my meaning God, their families are blessed. They have protection. And all those they touch will. And they leave it alone. And they don't even need to know the person's name. In fact, they would prefer not to know the person's name. And they they listen to very little of the situation. The only part that they're listening to the situation at all is simply to uh, connect with the person who's asking for help. That is it. And it takes a lot, a lot of time to get that kind of consciousness. Well, another uh, great metaphor I want to end on is um, that you reminded me. What I've heard is uh, about the beggar, and I think essentially we're all beggars until we realize uh, what we're I'm sorry, would on. you say that again? It, it, it's what? This is a good metaphor that I've heard. Okay. Is that essentially we're all beggars. We're all beggars, okay. We're Mm -hmm. all beggars until Mm -hmm. we realize that when we're sitting there with our desires and all the things that we want, we think we Mm -hmm. need to be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of time homeless will live in a a box. Mm 
mm-hmm. the box that you're sitting on, open up that box, see what's in there, and use that, that metaphor as see what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. Because inside of you is all of the wealth of consciousness, of presence, of being, mm-hmm. and that will fulfill you more than anything that you could want in life. And the things that you think that you're basically trying to substitute the moment Mm -hmm. and presence and being with Mm -hmm. will never fulfill you on the level of what you already have inside of you. And so that's what uh, is that we're all basically, if we're not financially impoverished, we're Mm -hmm. spiritually because we're not in touch with that that being that center of ourself. And so we're always essentially begging for right. others, for the world, the outside, and that's, that's to what give human, us that thing that we're missing. That's what human com- consciousness is. Human consciousness means I'm in need. Right. And divine consciousness says I already have. God created it already. I don't have to ask him for it. I don't ask, have to ask him to help me. Because he has already given me all the intelligence in the world. It's there. Now I have to sit down and get silent and and um, allow it to come forth. And the silence doesn't have to be. In fact, you can, you can go the other way by it becoming an ego trip. How long can I sit in meditation? All right. <laughs> Who can yeah. sit the longest? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when, you, the when you're... When you're helping others, the the only way to truly be effective is to be in in touch and connected to that that wealth inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because That's if you don't feel it, right? If That's you don't feel problem. that, yeah. Never bring the problem into meditation. Mm-hmm. Put your feet in it, and you go right. into meditation, and you go, "I'm going to where the silence is, where the true Godness is, where my Creator." created everything and I am so grateful and you just peace into that and then the person who needs help it will be there and sometimes honey this is one that was hard for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) it hangs around them for years and years and years you have heightened that love but they are so busy being pissed off about something that they can't feel it and then one day they just happen to peace out for some reason or other, and whoom, they got it. Right. From whence it came, they don't know, and you don't want people to know where it came from. Because Sometimes, yeah. it came from God. Yeah, do it no like you... outside you, self. There is no outside self. There is just an illusion that there is. Mm-hmm. And you had given the example of um, using prayer and being answered in the form of a feeling, which I thought was really good too, because mm-hmm. I've a lot of time that's that's really all you need. Um, it's exactly. you, may not, you may not get the solution that you think mm-hmm. that you need, or that's right. But when you have that consciousness, as we're talking about, that feeling mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. calmness, mm-hmm. of connection with being, uh-huh. and your higher self will give you the answer, and it comes mm-hmm. through that state. And sometimes when and I think we talked, we touched on this last episode. Is is as you said, prayer is not necessarily asking for something or yeah. no. or praying to something that's higher than yourself. You have to realize you're 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 talking to a you're, higher form of yourself exactly inside of you that's giving you the answer in a state of peace. So there is only that's really one the life. There is only one life. For. There are not thousands mm-hmm. of lives. There is only one life, but it comes in individualities like for instance and I've heard this said so many times if you take a drop of water out of the ocean the entire ocean is in that drop of water right in each single drop mm-hmm. 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 And, 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 and that is what we are do I think that way all the time no but I'll tell you what it was about three years ago I began saying to myself, I want Ananda. What is it that I really want? Ananda means happiness in all conditions. That was a big one. And so my outer conditions, somebody could say I'm living in poverty. I don't feel that way. Do you know how much I don't have to do now and take care of? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much time I have to study and to meditate. Right. Oh, well, then- wow. I don't know where I would find that. I'm going to give you a Sai Baba story. There's such a Sai Baba in India. There was some devotees that went over to see him, and uh, and they rented an apartment there. And uh, they went to him, and they said, there's nothing in our apartment. You know, there's two, three little cots, and that's about it. Do you mind? Can, can, can we put some stuff in there? And he said, of course you can. You can fix, fix it up as much as you want to. I mean, if that's really what you want to do, go ahead. And then he said, as he says often, I give you what you want. So you will want what I have to give you. And this is the God within you speaking. He was just a mirror of the God within you. And so these boys, they went and they got a rug and they got drapes and they got this and they got that. And they were like, wow, this is great. Then when it came time for the lessons, well, they had to sweep the floor because the desert winds come in and they had to sweep the floor, which the rugs got full of full of dust and they had to beat the rugs out of it. And they were so busy having to keep this place up all the time, they kept missing another lesson and another lesson and another lesson. The very thing that they traveled all this way to be at, they didn't have any time for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you ask them, don't, don't, don't get on overload. Right. And we don't have to impoverish ourselves either. Right. That, that, no, we don't get we don't get brownie points for how how impoverished we we have because it may be that we contracted when we came in to be a person who helped with the housing and with help with all that. But even though you're helping with housing, you give them service, but you don't give them you. Use God as an example. He gave us everything He created to use, but He didn't give Himself. For us to use, and he is not a bellhop, and we can't we can't go uh, protect my my son. He's in the service. We can't do that. What we can do is say, the God consciousness of love is in the soldiers on both sides. Then you have sent the message of complete unconditional love to the whole universe, and that works. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode. And uh, thanks for coming. All right, we'll do this again next week. Thanks, thank you guys, for joining us. Have a good day. I want a love that's on the square.